Welcome to Hello Accountability. We're your hosts, Brittany Holloway and Alicia Mitchell. We're two moms serving our families in completely different seasons of life who understand the value of spending time daily in God's word. Our hope for this podcast is to welcome accountability into our personal lives and introduce our listeners to how fulfilling and simple daily fellowship with the Lord can be. Well, Brittany, this is our very first podcast. Pretty exciting. Yeah, and a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> very, yeah, that too. Very nerve-wracking. It's something we've been thinking about since late February and praying about and planning for. Um, so I'm excited we're here. I'm excited we're finally here. It has been a long time coming, but not a long time. Right. And in the way God moves, it's not been a long time coming. No. Um, you know, I've been studying through numbers in Deuteronomy and Genesis and Exodus. And the thing that I've learned the most so far is how long it takes for God to work in our lives. Right. Absolutely. Years, decades. It seems like it should <laughs> be quicker. So three months is not a long time. No, it's not. And it's really been built on our 12 years of friendship, really kind of leading up to this point and the different things that God's put on our hearts. But do you want to do kind of a week check in where we're at with our physical week? Yeah, physical week. Um, it's been a wild and crazy week here. Um, a lot of activities and events end of the school year, um, graduations and It's not as emotionally heavy for me because I don't have anyone graduating or moving on to a next phase of their life, really, but still watching students and just the families around me, you know, it's just, you see yourself in the next 10 years watching your kids go through that. So just makes me appreciate the moments that we have because we are living the moments that we saw on the senior slideshow right now right with three young kids collecting all those moments and yeah make sure and save those in a google file so you'll have them for their senior slide <laughs> practical tips y'all. so you're not just like searching for them the last minute and we did have a senior graduate this week he's our it's our final baby evan ray and he's got two older siblings alex mitchell and and anna Locke. she's married and they're all going to be down in norman oklahoma in the fall, which is kind of exciting for them. I told someone Sunday night at a fellowship, I said, that's where they've always wanted to be together ever since they were born and they started having each other's siblings. They've always just wanted to be together. So they're very excited about that part of their lives, going to school together down in Norman. And, uh, and I'm okay with this new season of our life as empty nesters. Um, I mean, I still have a classroom full of children each year. I teach third grade, so I will not be without children for sure. But um, at night, it'll be very quiet at my home. <laughs> so you will be less busy. Yes. No more concession stands. Concession Which, stands are not fun for yeah, anyone. No. That's what I'm looking forward to the most, I think. No more concession stands or prom decorating. But aside from that, I will miss the the busyness that comes with having a high schooler who's active um, definitely life will slow down a little bit. So, and it's been 
such a blessing for me as a mom of young kiddos to watch you with kiddos who are older walk through all the phases that I'm currently walking through. When we first moved here, your youngest was five. Right. And, you know, that just has, you know, set a good leg like example, almost like a legacy of like how to raise my children. Um, Cause you have three and I have three and you know, just they're similar. Right. Very much. But on the flip, I remember several times when you were raising, when the boys were really little and I was watching you mother like babies and listening to them and being intuitive about their needs. I remember saying, I wish you would have had your kids first, Brittany. <laughs> so I could have learned from you. I would have done some things differently. <laughs> But, you know, it's interesting, even watching someone raise their children after you've raised yours, you can still gain insight about, about how to do it. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, and I think that's why we're here. Right. You know, like, you know, you have showed me, you know, the importance of being in the word of God every day through all seasons. Um, and it's not something that we've talked about like in depth, you know, it's not like you share daily what you're reading or what you're learning, but the fruit in your life is evident. And so, um, you know, that's why, that's why we're here is to have that accountability at different seasons of life. We don't have to be in the same season of life to be able to learn from each other, whether raising kids or, you know, reading God's word and, figuring out what he's trying to teach us in our, in our life. Absolutely. So on that note, what have you been reading? I mean, you've been reading through some of the longest books of the Bible, to be quite they honest. Are but long. What, if, what was there last week? What, what was last week for you in I the word? finished Leviticus and I'm reading numbers. I did say I was reading Deuteronomy earlier. I am not. No. That's coming next. Right. After that's numbers. That's, that's I know the five books. You're looking ahead. That's, yeah. That was fine. You were looking ahead. So I finished Leviticus and this week I started numbers, which has been not terrible yet. There's there's not as that's many good. numbers at the beginning of it. <laughs> right. I do know I'm getting into more of the numbers. Um but kind of like what I said earlier, I've been just learning how slow it seems that it takes for God's people to learn what he's trying to teach them and he allows that he doesn't like force them to move quickly you know he allows them to sit in what they're in and what he's trying to teach them and so that's where I'm at right now just kind of I think all of Mount Sinai that was like a month that whole the Mm. whole ordeal was a month right or more um so that's, you know, just kind of taking that in, you read it quickly and like, you know, that just happened in a day. He went up the mountain and came back down and it if was... you've ever hiked a mountain, it takes a minute. <laughs> it takes a little bit. It takes Even a if you're long Moses. time. Right. And this, it kind of makes it sound like it's a large mountain. Um, I'm not a Bible scholar, so I don't, I don't get into too much yet, but you know, future goals. Right. Absolutely. But that's kind of where I'm at just in this last year. You know, it seems like God's been trying to teach me lessons and like deep truths. And I, I, I learn them. And then in the next month or two, I learn them on a much deeper level. Oh, wow. And then it's just like, it keeps getting deeper and deeper. And then, so I just, I've been seeing that pattern throughout the old Testament. We 
we are quick to shame ourselves. Oh, for sure. For not learning something quickly, for not understanding something quickly, for making the same mistakes. But God is patient and he is kind and he allows us to learn at that pace that he knows that we learn at because he made us. Right. And those layers become embedded the deeper you go. Like they don't go anywhere. They're there. It's building on each other, which is incredible. And sometimes you dig a little bit deeper and, you know, uncover one of those layers. And sometimes it's not that way, but. That's not a Shrek reference, is it? Oh, I don't know. Is it? (laughs) Is it a Shrek reference? (laughs) You're not my husband. You don't know the movie reference. No. Was there a Shrek reference? (laughs) Did I say Shrek reference? Because that's awesome. I haven't seen Shrek for a while. Onions have layers. Oh, onions have layers. I was going to say onions have layers. I was literally going to say that. And does it donkey? He says donkeys have layers. I don't know. Yeah. Donkeys have layers. I'm not sure how that works. We can cut this part out. No, I don't think we should. (laughs) This is real. This is real talk. (laughs) Like, did I say a Shrek reference? I I mean, you did. I could have. I've ridden a Shrek ride at at Universal Studios before. That's the same. Okay, the seeing the I've I've seen the movies. It's been a little bit ago. So. You don't have young kids. No, Mm-mm. we watch not Shrek anymore. No. Well, very cool. So, so learning to be patient with how God's working. What else were you gonna say? Well, and just being patient with myself. You know, mm. that's been the theme over probably the last year and a half. But I was gonna ask you what you're studying and what you're learning. Well, if I, if we're like, hello, accountability, that's why we're here. (laughs) That's why we're here. Um, There are seasons where I feel like I'm just really, really deeply immersed in the word. And, um, and when I say seasons, it may just be a few days that I drift away from that or I get busy. And I will admit like this last week with graduation and really the last three weeks, um, we had three weekends of huge events that required a lot of planning on the weeks leading up to those events each weekend, if that makes any sense. And I found myself, um, in the morning, not doing what I know best to do, which is like immediately get up and get in the word. Um, but I have been studying in James and I've made that commitment to make sure I'm back at it after a few days, kind of off of it. Um, James was something I felt led to dive into back in February and, Um, you know, the basis of the book is about wisdom and I've never been someone who like, I can teach a third grade math all day long or third grade reading all day long, but I've never felt like someone who's incredibly wise biblically. Like I know the stories and I know the information and sometimes I don't really know how to apply it, I guess, or go deep with it sometimes. Like you were talking about going deep. And so I feel like God led me to James because of the wisdom aspect and knowing that it's not about me trying to go deep. It's not about me trying to uncover wisdom. It's about God implanting that wisdom in me when I'm seeking his word. Mm, yeah, that's um, good. Because obviously I don't want wisdom that comes from myself because it's completely fallible. It's completely um, not great. I mean, you know, anytime I give a friend wisdom for myself, I'm like, oh, well, that was probably going to not work out in their favor. <laughs> so which being on the receiving end of your advice, I don't think I've ever thought that, but 
I understand. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, you want it to come from God's word. You want it to come from how the spirit's moving, um, in your life. So I really do enjoy James. I enjoy the fact that that's Jesus's brother. And then there was this time that even Jesus's brother didn't believe and didn't know who he was, even though Jesus was living this out. Like, you know, he was born of the Virgin and he was living his life as God's son. And James brother was like, Oh, I I don't really, I don't really believe you, Jesus. I, I don't think you are that. And it took some time for James to come into that realization of who Jesus was. And, um, I think that's for someone who's grown up in the church and like lived with it in my face, you have to have that point where you come to your own realization of who Christ is and what he's doing in your life. And I really love that aspect of James and being Jesus's brother and how it took his own. He didn't just believe Jesus was who he was because he was his brother. He had to come to that point of believing who Jesus was because of who Jesus was as God's son. And, um, that's a pretty incredible testimony to how Jesus works, you know, in people, different walks and people who've heard about him their whole life and people who've not. So, yeah, that's really good. Kind of like gives me chills a little bit just Mm -hmm. to think about, you know, just when your faith becomes your own, right. For no other reason than it's just yours. Yes. Which I think is where the accountability part comes in because I don't know about you, but even like growing up in a youth group, I felt like I had to do my quiet time because, you know, my youth pastor might say, have you done your quiet time? Or I wanted to check the little box on the, the offering envelope, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? I wasn't raised in a Baptist church. We didn't have that. <laughs> well, but our youth pastor still did ask well, or talked about it. Mm-hmm. Although I really like the envelopes. It's a little bit of an accountability. It is. It is. Check or a form of shame. Uh, well, yes. And I admit I lied on those envelopes quite a bit at the time. Shameful. I did. I'm like, yeah, I did. I did my Bible study, but, but even growing up in a Christian home and with godly influences all around, I realized a lot of my time spent with the Lord was to check that box. And as I've grown and as I've, you know, I'm sure we'll get into these discussions as we go through our podcast, but get into hard things with like adult children or get into hard things with friends and knowing that I have to rely on God for who he is. And I have to be in his word because that's the only place I can get my strength. And it's not to check a box. In fact, I don't ever check the box anymore. Is it still there? I don't know. I don't usually use a offering envelope. I think we might've redone them. Well, that's probably good. Cause it's a little bit shame driven to be honest, <laughs> to check a box <laughs> or a little prideful, I guess also. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. If there, if those boxes, if we still have those boxes on our envelopes, there's no judgment there. If your church still uses those. They're great. They're great. I mean, to each their own. But I'm not sure where I was going with that, except for to say that that wisdom that James is all about, you know, um, God wants us to spend time in his word to gain that wisdom and then to hopefully share it and impart it onto other people as well. So, you know. Yeah, our wisdom doesn't come from us. Um, But again, you know, as someone watching you as a friend over 12 years, just, you know, it is 
apparent. That's where you get your wisdom from, at least most of the time, that yeah. people notice. Um, and again, that's been something that I've been able to learn from and glean from and kind of build my life around. Um, and you have always been pretty good at doing a morning quiet time from what I know or Bible study, but you recently changed it up and mm-hmm. did it a little bit differently. Is that right? Right. Like I used to be such a creature of perfection around me to do my quiet time. I don't know if you do that or mm-hmm. have ever done that before, Maybe. but it's like <laughs> I would get up. First of all, the living room needed to be tidy because I couldn't focus if the living room wasn't tidy. And with adult children, that's more of an it's an easier thing to do. That doesn't happen in my house. (laughs) When the kids were little, that was not a thing, but I had to have my coffee and, you know, open my Chromebook and have my, you know, Google docs ready to, to type on what, you know, what I was learning and have my Bible. And, um, it felt like there was so much time spent in the process of getting ready to study God's word that some mornings was like, well, okay, now I have five minutes because, I, you know, so I made a commitment after the first of the year to keep my Bible by my bed. When my alarm goes off at five, I literally slide up and sit up and turn my, my side table light on and dig in right then. And, um, I maybe don't have my Chromebook to type down what, you know, God's revealing to me, but I trust the fact that he'll make sure I remember those things. Um, if I'm being faithful to be in his word and it's helped me not become so distracted with the process of it and rather just like be in it and not let an excuse get in the way of a spending time. I am not perfect at it. Some mornings I jump out of bed and I'm like, Oh, whoops, forgot, you know, but it's definitely something that I, I strive for, but don't always, don't always win at, but strive for it. But it's important to, you know, be consistent, but not perfect. Right. Cause we can't be perfect. No, thank you know, and thank goodness that's not the standard we're held to for sure. So, how about you? What does your morning or daily quiet time look like? What is? I think it's like? important to explain what I used to do and now what I do. Um, our youngest just turned four, and so dur- doing a morning quiet time was just not feasible. I right. require sleep, a lot of sleep, and it has taken me a long time to catch up on that sleep. Um, and I went through a period last year where I wasn't sleeping. So just early mornings have not been my thing. So I've always done mine at night, um, at eight o'clock when the youngest is in bed and it's just a good time for me to, um, you know, do that time for myself. Um, but recently, um, I did switch that up to the mornings and that is one of the first things I do. I get up and I go to our dining room table and my husband has made us coffee and he, um, reads whatever he's reading and I do my time with the Lord and, um, just kind of, and then as I'm getting ready in the morning, I think on it and kind of mm. pray more about it just so it's more like quiet into myself. Um, but that's been, that's been nice. And it's just been more consistent for me that way because the kids don't get up as early as they used to right. as they've gotten older. And I think, The reason I want to say that is, you know, it looks different in different seasons of your life where Mm. if you can't get up early, uh, if you can't stay up late, you know, find the little moments where you can squeeze it in, you know, it might be brushing your teeth while praying. Um, and it might be reading, you know, a verse or actually listening to a verse Mm -hmm. while you're doing your makeup or getting ready. Um, so 
do the small things that you can and just trust that God will use that in your life to build the layers of depth and wisdom that you're searching for. Right. And God's word says that it never returns void. Like never. If we're seeking it out, whether it's listening to it or even if it's one verse, it's what I've seen through James. Some mornings it's one verse and I feel like I can't get past the one verse because there's so much to get out of that one verse. I think, you know, for a lot of years I thought if I don't read a chapter a day or if I don't read, you know, um, a good chunk, a paragraph every day, I'm not really studying God's word. And through what we've taught the students in the youth ministry is like, maybe it is one piece of scripture and, you know, observing what God's telling you, applying it to your life, praying that scripture over your life. All those things, um, are important, whether it's one verse where it's a chapter, um, and it's interesting you say that because I used to only read one verse at a time. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, I thought that was the only way to really study. You know, I was taught how to dissect verses. Mm. Um, but, you know, someone asked me if I'd ever read through the whole Bible before and really just to learn God's character as like a story. Right. And so that's why I've been reading starting in the Old Testament. But now I read chapter or multiple chapters at a time, and it's been uncomfortable for me because I feel like I'm not getting as much out of it. Mm. But when I go back and look at what I've been learning, I know that I've gotten just as much out of this as other ways of studying. Oh, absolutely. I love the, I love the idea of reading God's word as a story to see his character. You know, like that's the whole point of a book is like, the protagonist and developing that character mm-hmm. and what better book is there out there to show a character. And it <laughs> seems God. like simple, like, well, duh, why didn't I think of that? Right. But, you know, I've read different pieces of scripture, probably throughout most of it. I wouldn't say I've read all of it, but I've never read it as the story mm. that it is. So I love that. That's what I'm trying to do. It won't make it the whole year, but I've, you know, trying to make a good dent. Right. Well, and I think, you know, sometimes we're, we see those plans, read the Bible in a year and those are great plans, but then you're like, oh my goodness, I'm in this box. And if I don't like complete this within the year, I failed. I, I am such a, and I know we're similar in this way. Like our, we check things off. Like my list says I have to read the Bible in the year. So I've got to read, you know, no, like I'm actually in a Facebook group for to read the Bible in a year. And I get a weekly picture of what I should be reading this week which is kind of was my guide at first of where to start. And I had to leave that behind because, you know, I also can't read that fast. I'm reading more at a time than I ever have, but I can't read that much at once and still get what I need to out of it. Well, and you read a lot of um, nonfiction too, to like bolster your Bible study too. I know, like I've seen you. I don't read any books like that. I'm just kidding. You do. I, I like, have a stack. Like, um, yes, you do. Whereas I am so like a, I escape. I'm not, I do, I try and read a nonfiction book every few months, but then I'm like, fiction, I don't know. Like, that's just, I escape. We're just different and mm-hmm. it both, it, they both work together. Right. But I think when I was your age, I felt like if I was reading, it needed to have a purpose because I was spending time reading. And so, Nonfiction was a big part of my life when my kids were younger because it's like, okay, this is valuable time that I'm spending reading. I want to be gaining something from it. So I see, you know, now that my kids are older, there's this luxury of like reading a story. (laughs) And I think 
not being able to read the the books that are not true, which I can't ever remember the word for. Mm. Um, fiction. Fiction. <laughs> um, and this is real, guys. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's, like it's left hand, right hand. Because my hard. brain is so full from kids that I don't mm. have the space to retain a story. Right. Like my my time even watching a television show is severely limited right mm-hmm. now. So I think that, again, goes back to the season of life that you're in. You know, right. I read a small amount at night of a book that is lighthearted, but still fiction, nonfiction, nonfiction, nonfiction. <laughs> I'll never get those right. It's fine. It's the negative part of it that throws me off. But and so I just just think that's important as well, just to, you know, don't compare yourselves. You know, there was a time in my life when I would compare myself as a parent or a follower of Christ or who, you know, a woman or a wife, you know, based on where I'm at now. And again, that goes back to what I've been learning in the Old Testament is, you know, there are seasons and there are times and we have to allow ourselves to learn and adapt and grow from the people that are around us. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's so true. So true. And it's fluid, you know, people come in and out and there's those ones that are basically stay in the stream with you all along the way. And, but, um, you're right. Adapting to where you're at and, and who's key, who are key players in your life and what's going on. Absolutely. And trusting God where you are at. Mm, it's not yeah. a surprise that you are where you are. You lack the knowledge you lack and you need to improve in areas that you need to improve. It's, he does not shame us for that. Um, he loves us right where we're at. And so to allow ourselves to just accept that and accept the love that he has for us right where it is. And I think that's our prayer for all of you is that wherever you're at, wherever the accountability aspect finds you, that you embrace where you're at and just seek the Lord in whatever time you can allow. Absolutely. I don't think I could have said it better. You might have. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I was sitting here going, ah, there's no way I would have said that better. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to, do you want to pray for us as we end the podcast, Brittany? Or was... Sure. I can, I can do that. <laughs> I just, we didn't plan that. Nope, I just said that. Sorry. It's because she went first. <laughs> She's making me do that. I'll pray next time. Okay. okay. Father, I thank you for this time that we just, um, have to talk as friends about, um, what you're teaching us, um, God, it's different, but it's the same. You are the same God that teaches me, that is teaching Alicia, and that is teaching um, those who are out there listening and wanting to spend time with you and to get out of it what you are trying to teach them. I pray that you would be with each person who's listening and just draw them to you and just continue to teach them through your word and give them a hunger to be in your word and give them times in their day to be there as well. God, we love you. We praise you for who you are. You are the same today, yesterday, and forever. And your love was, will always be the same. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hello Accountability. We pray that today has been an encouragement to you. And we would love if you would join us on our Facebook group if you are looking for some accountability. That's why it's there, um, just so you can come and find accountability for your daily time, maybe share your experiences, and we hope to see you there.